1: on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Wah are you? I'm an 11 out of 10. And the literal translation of Roa is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar, and my guess is the book on Patrick Wah would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact.
2: This is the Rod Peterson show.
1: It absolutely is. Happy Monday, Canada, and uh, happy July 4th to our American friends. Happy Independence Day. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. We are broadcasting live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and I see a lot of comments coming in from the chat. How was the long weekend? Welcome back, Rod and Moose, and so forth. Let's bring the moose in. Darren DuPont, it's been since Thursday. Don't you know, since we've been on the air, Moose, here at Gray Eagle. Our 14th week begins today at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Absolutely, Calgary's entertainment destination. We do have a live studio audience here today. And uh, we had mentioned last week that we're going to be broadcasting live from a rodeo arena this week. And we are... Starting tomorrow, Cody Snyder's bull busting, which doesn't actually begin till Wednesday, correct? I think so, yeah. But we're going to be in the bull, uh, the arena. (laughs) All the funny stories that go along with that, just wait until tomorrow, okay? We'll talk about the weekend here. And before we get into the quick six show topics and the stuff that we normally do, and I'll tell you that we're going to be joined by TSN Montreal's John Lou today and also Sportsnet Flames host Ryan Leslie. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of hockey talk, but there will be some CFL talk and so forth. But again, three days off. I love it. I ran into a guy here the other day, former Calgary Sun writer. I won't name him, but he said, do you think you'll ever get back into the play-by-play? And I'm like, no, dude, no. And this weekend was a great example. Well, we're out. I'm in Canmore, and people are boating and people are having fun. There's a lot of guys that are working all weekend. You know, everybody's working for the weekend, not me. You know, and how nice was it? It's amazing. Yeah. I don't want to give up summers. I don't want to give up weekends. So thanks, you do you, me do me. It's great, but I'm trying. A couple things are going on here, Moose. Before we get into the sports, and I know people um, tune in, they like the stories, they like the, the sizzle and the pop that don't necessarily go along with sports. Um, one, Saturday I was at Chinook Center Mall, you were with me, yeah. and we were in the bookstore, Chapters Indigo, Indigo Chapters, and this young lady came up to me and she says, she, she blew right by me and then she came back, she's like, excuse me, are you Rod Peterson? And I said, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm Jayla, I love your show, I listen every day. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, how did you find us? And she said, "Uh, I searched CFL Podcasts and yours came up number one. And I said, well, thank you so much, Jayla, you betcha. And uh, I said, is there anything that you'd like to see more of or less of? And she's like, well, more stamps coverage would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's asking you shall receive, so that's coming up. And then the other thing is, people wonder how things are going at Grey Eagle for us or in Calgary. The Cody Snyder bull busting begins. It goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think, here at Gray Eagle. Mm -hmm. It's sold out every night but Friday. You can go to greyeagleresortandcasino.ca for your tickets or Cody Snyder's bull busting itself. The 2023 Ferrari car lineup by my guy, Joel, and I'm like, oh, they lost me, I think. Can you hear me? I'm back. Okay. And I'm like, I can't, now, yeah. yeah, what, what, I'll probably go to the Ferrari unveiling, but what do you wear to an unveiling of the new Ferrari car line for 2023? What would you wear? I know, right?
3: Like, like a suit and you could wear anything. I think almost, almost anything. I mean, you could go suit and tie. I think I'd be pretty comfortable going as I'm dressed right now. Kind of a little business
1: casual, but not my, not my usual Under Armour uh, golf shirt. Uh, runners, not as if we it's say, in an evening short, it's affair. If it's an, an, an evening affair, yeah. And then Thursday, it's the Calgary Stampeders and the Edmonton Elks to kick off uh, Week Five in the CFL. So I'm like, I there's a lot going on. And it's time. starting to happen again. The bane of my existence was not being able to be in two places at once. It's happening again. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. I know nobody feels sorry for me, but <laughs> uh,
3: and your weekend, sir? Yeah, it was great. Well, we went to Top Gun for a second time on Friday saturday night and uh right. it was awesome so that was great and then uh um got to play a lot of tennis found some new spots in the city some great view so that was really cool And got to relax a bunch too
1: the viewers will see that i got a haircut that i'm sitting in the haircut place and i said to the guy cutting my hair who reminded me a lot of freddie mercury to be honest with you was cool as hell i said what's with all the accents Everybody coming in here is either not speaking English or has a thick European accent. He goes, Stampede? Yeah. The world's coming here. Again, new for me. Love it. Oh, it's
3: amazing. Learning something new. $540 million expected to be pumped into the Calgary
1: economy. How about that? So that's what's going on. Uh, We're having a big time, and I just love it. So can you hit the quick stick show horn, please, Uh, director? Thank you. I'll tell the CFL that? fans, and Jayla probably will be more CFL talk in the second segment here of Hour One. So that's just going to keep you on the line. The Winnipeg Jets, point one, have made it official hiring Rick Bonus as their new head coach. The 67-year-old Bonus spent most of the past three seasons coaching the Dallas Stars. He led them to the 22 Stanley Cup final. Then this year they lost in overtime in Game 7 to Calgary. He started his coaching career with the Jets back in the 80s, uh, 88, 89. As a matter of fact, the former right winger ended his NHL playing career with Winnipeg in the 82 playoffs. Like He's a longtime Winnipeg guy, originally from Moncton, New Brunswick. And Dave Lowry finished last season as Winnipeg's interim head coach after current Florida coach Paul Murray stepped down in December. So before we go any further, the poll question today, we have a lot of Winnipeg viewers watching on Game Plus television out there carried by uh, Bell MTS Cable and also yeah. YouTube as well. Is this a good hiring for the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus. Listen, I've been around Rick Bonus for a very long time. I don't know him well, but... I remember his stint with the Jets in the 80s. It wasn't that great. Whose was? I know that he was the first ever head coach of the Ottawa Senators. Every year, they finished dead last in the division. But that was the expansion. Ottawa Senators, when the expansion rules back then, made it impossible for you to be good forever. So don't put that on Rick Moniz. If you're simply going to look at his winning percentage, you're going to think, and Jets fans, but with a good team, Took the Dallas Stars to the Stanley Cup final. Quite frankly, I don't think they had any business being in this series with the Calgary Flames, but they almost beat him in round one. I was there. He's a good coach. And and between the Jets and Ottawa stint in Dallas, he had over a thousand games as an assistant in Phoenix and the Islanders in Tampa Bay. Their experiences. So for that reason, yeah, it's not Barry Trotz. And I think that's another reason why they're upset in Winnipeg, that, it, that it's Rick Bonus and not Barry Trotz. But I'm at least willing to give it a chance. Yeah. You?
3: No. Uh, I think the biggest thing is it's just vanilla, right? I think that's where they, they come in because they had Barry Trotz on the hook, right? Barry Trotz was on the hook, and this hiring comparatively – isn't one of the flashy names. It wasn't Tortorella. You end up, it feels like, with the leftovers, and that's what you have to deal with, right? But you know what? He did good things with the Dallas Stars team. I think he helped them overachieve last year in the playoffs to get where they did and make the push that they had. But uh, we'll see. I, I would say be patient if you're a Jets fan.
1: We'll be kicking that around as the program goes along. I see a lot of people are excited about tonight's CFL game. They're calling it Canadian Monday Night Football. And just hang on to your bingo cards. We're getting to it. Our NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the Rod Peterson Show. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. And again, for those that are all getting geeked up for tonight's CFL game and what's happened so far in week four of the Canadian Football League, just don't get your underwear in a bunch. We're getting to it. Point two, got to say this. You and I went to the wonderful Gray Eagle uh, Prime Rib Buffet last mm. night. Came back to my room by 6.45 p.m.
2: <laughs> That's what it did it to me. Knocked me right knocked up. Me
1: up. Woke up two hours later to the exciting finish of the USFL game featuring my guy, Corey Chamberlain's Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars. And when I say my guy, Corey Chamberlain, there will be people in the Rider Nation that scoff and say, well, by the end, you and Shane weren't even talking to each other. True, but we got over it. And Corey and I are on that list of guys that left the Rough Riders and went on to wonderful things. And he is, uh, if not the defensive coordinator, which I think he is at least the DB coach of the Birmingham Stallions. And they won 33-30 of the game in Canton, Ohio last night. Scooby Wright. That's his name. Scooby Wright. The 2014 Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Provided the game-clinching pick six for the Birmingham Stallions, and I'll say this. I watched week one of the USFL, and I didn't watch any until last night. Yeah, It doesn't sound
3: like you watched any of it. I didn't, unfortunately, um, but you know what? They, they took some strides. A, they got through a full season and finished it off, and there was some buzz on social media I saw. I actually yes. saw some buzz on social media, so hopefully they can carry it over to your table.
1: I feel like you and I follow very different accounts on social media because i couldn't get away from the usfl stuff it was always up in my face which which is a good thing on their behalf that's what you want Mm -hmm. i'd like to think that people can't get away from us that we're always up in their face that's right i think that we are so congrats chain another championship and we'll see where it goes from there but it sounds like the usfl isn't going away but there's a few development leagues that's one and if the cfl is a develop i don't know where the usfl is going Because the XFL is the premier development league of the NFL. I think we can say that, right? He's got the Rock taking workout videos with XFL gear on. Oh yeah. Who would want to partner with a loser like that? The Rock. And it looks good too. It's unreal. We don't want to change. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. By the way, we're unveiling one new huge sponsor. by taco time as you know uh i'm gonna move on to week three in the canadian football league and then we'll revisit it here's what's happened so far we haven't been on the air since WestJet nathan rourke went into ottawa with the bc lions calgary staff watched it you me and lee jimmy wasn't there BC Lions went to three and0, uh, then Friday night, the stunner that you called moose, the Edmonton Elks beat the Hamilton t- Tiger Cats 25 in the Hammer. Can we even call that an upset? I'm not sure you can call that an upset. I don't know if you can. Anymore. not based by the records. And then Saturday, Saskatchewan stopped Montreal 41-20, and I watched. The- I treated myself to a steak at the fanciest hotel and restaurant in canmore and i watched it on my own and it was awesome the rider win it was just a good night so that's what's happened so far and then monday night football tonight winnipeg blue bombers at toronto winnipeg favored by five things continue to have pretty good sizzle
3: yeah no they really do i thought you know the games were awesome and you know for me it was good to see trey ford get the win you know he didn't put up flashy numbers like nathan rourke did but he still did enough to get the win and for Nathan Rourke, we wondered how he would deal with some adversity. Well, he had some adversity early in, on in that game. An interception, a couple of them, and, you know, some incomplete passes. But I thought he responded quite nicely. Ended up putting together a really tidy game, and, and they continued to roll. So two really great storylines in the league. You seemed
1: a little surprised, because initially you weren't the biggest Trey Ford backer in that game. Am I right? Well, You kind of yeah. just alluded to that? And my thing with, with Trey Ford... Um, what
3: I saw anyways is there's no lack of ability. He can throw the ball. He can run. The, the thing that's lacking, and this happens with young quarterbacks all the time, is just the decision making's not quick enough. You know, he's not quick enough to pull the trigger on his first or second read, and he just, you know, relies too much on the legs. So every time it's read, 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 roll out, read, roll out, read, read, roll out, right? And it got him into trouble early in that game.
1: Yeah, so for the viewers, as you know, uh, the viewership's climbing on YouTube. I would assume it is on Game Plus 2. This moves fast. I'm trying to get through our quick six show topics. We could sit here and talk about Rick Bonus all day. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Well, if we're bringing back Rick Bonus to be head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, then go full retro and bring in Kurt Kiel back to do play by. But I'm going to move on. I'm not going to sit and talk about this because this is our time to get caught up on the weekend, Moose. But you're the guy that says you can never go back. You've said it a million times. Why is the sequel never as good as the first? You know, why when the full house reunion was never as good? Right. Yeah. With Bob Saget and the original John Stane. Like, it's just never as good. You can't go back winnipeg jets are gonna try it and by the way i <laughs> i understand that i'm a lone voice in the wilderness saying let's at least give rick bonus a chance but i can see why you wouldn't want to if you're winnipeg jets fans i'm not telling you what to do i'm saying this is what i'm going to do and now i'm getting off topic i wanted to stay in the cfl for a second i i'm going to be thinking about jayla for a very long time when she said how about some more stamps coverage and i'm sitting there going. It's the most drama-less franchise in sport. Yeah. They're 3-0. and Ho-hum. Bo's going to start this week. What is there to say? I know. <laughs> That's not a problem, but I just come from Ryderville where it's drama central. You know, I might have made it that. You know what I mean? But so what is there to say about the Calgary Stampeders? Uh, but they are in Edmonton Thursday. We'll come back on that. But... Sure. Um, It looks like we're going to go to the game, I think. And, yeah, just on the Cody Fajardo thing in Sask, it's in my commentary today. Here's the thing. In in Calgary, there's a lot of Stamps fan. We've seen it. That logo's everywhere. Hats, bumper stickers. There's a lot of those. Calgary Stampeders are a huge brand. Far bigger than I thought, you know, until I got here full time. And in Saskatchewan, they're all over the quarterback, Cody Fajardo, because they're making up something. They're 3-1. He threw for 226 yards, I think, two touchdowns, rushed for one the other night, and they're still on his ass. And my commentary today is just keep the Fajardo negativity to yourself. The media there, you know, text them, do what you all do, go ahead, don't write me. Because the guys now, I think, 25-10 and 10 as a starter, I don't want to hear it. When we come back, Blue Jays, NHL free agency, the draft starts Thursday. You can give me a Wimbledon update. And whatever else we get into, we'll be right back. This is the warm-up. We're halfway through the quick six show topics, and you're watching live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now. We're back, everybody. The RP Show continues. And before we bring on the moose, a sports update. The Newfoundland Growlers bounce back from the biggest loss in Canadian elite basketball league history with an 83-60 win over the Saskatchewan Rattlers Sunday at Memorial University Fieldhouse. On the rock, the Growlers avenged their loss to the Rattlers in Saskatoon last Tuesday. They got the first win. And in the other game, Niagara, one point away. Fraser Valley, three points away. Khalil Ahmad attacked the rim and got to the free throw line where he made his first to give Niagara the win. They're River Dogs. They won 102-99 over the Fraser Valley Bandits. Both teams now eight and four. The Toronto Blue Jays are hoping for some offensive fireworks and solid pitching when they open a seven-game road trip in Oakland tonight, where Independence Day festivities and a desperate athletics team are awaiting for them. The Blue Jays will play three games in California, then head to Seattle for four with the Mariners. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are focused on becoming the first CFL team to reach four wins this season when they visit the Toronto Argonauts tonight. The defending great cup Blue Bombers uh, champion Blue Bombers are 3-0. The Argos 1-1. And CF Montreal will be looking to move into a share of first place in MLS's Eastern Conference when they face the Galaxy in Los Angeles tonight. Montreal defeated the Seattle Sounders 2-1 in the first match of their two-game Western trip. This sports update, are you ready for it? For... Edo Japan, Edo Japan, delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. As we welcome the moose back on, indeed, that's the one, that's the ticket. Edo Japan, awesome. joining the RP show family yeah. till the end of
3: time. That's pretty exciting. So welcome everybody at Edo to uh, to the team, and uh, I understand we're going to be making a stop at the food court before long.
2: Let's go today.
1: today yeah absolutely now to some of the viewer comments about what's going on uh, Wayne in Victoria BC oh boy there's a lot of comments he says I feel sorry for Rick Bonus." most of the fans in Winnipeg wanted Barry Trotz for their head coach how would you feel I love this Wayne because we have such interesting back and forths the list is very long of people in high profile positions that weren't the first choice to be there. I continue to go back to Kahari Jones, who was the toast of the town in Montreal the last couple of years as head coach of the CFL's Alouettes. He was like, I think the third choice there. He's just one guy. I don't mean to pick on Kahari. It happens a lot. Rick Bonus has nothing to feel bad about nor feel sorry for. And you understand oh, that. Oh, of course he
3: doesn't. No. I mean,. He's taken an opportunity here. He was with a good Dallas Stars organization, took them as far as he could. And I think, you know, an opportunity to come in here and do the same thing with the Winnipeg Jets to try and take this team. I, I think you get worried too much about press and who's the sexy name and, you know, who's the, the popular choice. And if he's the right fit and if, and if the management in Winnipeg thinks he's the, that he's a good fit, they signed him for two seasons, so he's going to get his chance. Everybody knew...
1: Everybody knew the Winnipeg Jets were pursuing Barry Trotz. They were going to give him the keys to the castle. But then he's not coaching anywhere, right? So if you're Rick Bonus, he knows that. He knows he wasn't first choice. He doesn't care. This kind of thing happens all the time. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, where they have a Vito, Japan, by the way. She yeah. says, uh, it was a beautiful day for Canada Day. Excellent pancake breakfast sponsored by our Lions Club in small town Redcliffe, which is a suburb of Medicine Hat, if you will. And before I move on to the rest, Mike Horrigan in Toronto, who is an Argos fan. Here's the other, like Mike Horrigan, he's an Argonauts fan, Toronto Argonauts. He writes and he says, I'll just let another playoff loss speak for Cody in November you know it's coming fans of other teams aren't even allowed to comment on that mind your own business right yeah i know it's, it's not your team it's not your team so zip it but thanks for watching you were going felt like you were gonna say something
3: no just that just you know it's fun to look at other teams and think that they're making mistakes and being happy about that but no i mean you just worry about your own team
1: live studio audience here at gray eagle stage bar and they seem to be somewhat scintillated with the show yeah that's cool i don't get it either like <laughs> the guy from ferrari who's probably watching now joel i'll say it again how long ago was it two weeks ago yeah it is now the guy he's from ferrari okay he's like so you're doing a show the gray eagle on the stage and people show up and watch it? Like, no offense, but I'm just surprised people would do that. And I'm like, so am I! (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns around and invites me to their unveiling of the line. I don't get it. Pretty cool. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, is watching in the chat. He says, and in sports that aren't really sports, Joey Chestnut defends the Nathan's famous mustard yellow belt in the Coney Island hot dog eating contest. How many did he win? How many did he win? I feel like we're moving on from Joey Chestnut. He is the Wayne Gretzky of hot dog eating. We get that, congratulations. I was at, uh, we've talked about this before, I was at the Rough Riders-Stampeders game here in Calgary where they brought Joey Chestnut in. Remember when teams used to do that? Bring in, well, I guess some teams are doing it. And he was eating um, fish tacos. Okay, And he powered like 37 or something. I feel like, well, we got to get down and memorize the Yido Japan menu. We got to do that as soon as possible. Yeah. Because I just got going on Taco Time Tacos because of you. Hmm. I think I could do seven or eight at least. Tacos. Yeah. And I've never, I've never tried. tried. I mean, binge eating is not something I would generally recommend of anything. Yeah. I try to preach moderation. It's a term I just became familiar with seven years ago. Yeah. But, Joey Chestnut, there is, like, how are you on the Joey Chestnut story? Well, it was a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah, He's not... still doing it? Like, yeah. his guts
3: must be like a, you know, like I can only imagine, unless they're made of iron. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready for somebody else or something new. It kind of just doesn't phase me anymore.
1: Nah, it's not. Yeah, move on, Joey. The circus
3: comes to town. Mm. 40 years in a row, eventually, you kind of get over it, right? I'm
1: with you. I'm just not as captivated by the Joey Chestnut thing. And I would not advocate trying to stuff as many hot dogs in your gullet as as you possibly can. I don't even think that's smart. Jack is watching in Vulcan, Alberta. And he says, Rod, did you see the well-covered stories of the classiest player in the CFL, Nick Arbuckle, supporting his rookie quarterback? And then consoling Dane Evans on the Ticats bench after the game. I did not. Darren and I watched a good portion of the Edmonton-Hamilton game, and then we went to Top uh, Top Gun for a second time. I've seen the coverage, for those that don't know, the now backup quarterback for the Edmonton Elks, Nick Arbuckle, was consoling the opposition quarterback for fumbling the game away. And my thought on that is, my initial thought, Jack, if you want to know, is why wasn't Nick starting? You know, they brought him in to be the starting quarterback. I often say, if you can dress, you should be able to play. I wasn't covering as, or following as much of the Edmonton Elks story as maybe I should have. Trey Ford was just better, the better option? I, Clearly, that's what Jones thought.
3: Yeah, at least to get you a win. And it doesn't necessarily mean that skill for skill you're a better option at quarterback, but he's more dynamic, brings something different to the table. And you thought, look, we'll put the rookie in. That might try and make everybody around you step up their game a little bit to support this kid so everybody might play a little better. And defenses have now got a read on Arbuckle. They don't on Trey Ford, so he might be able to keep them on their heels. I mean, he didn't light the world on fire, but they got the win, so clearly it worked.
1: I'm a fan of everybody pretty much in the CFL. And to see the one quarterback consoling the other team's quarterback, it was uh, impressive. News flash, people need support in their worst times, not their best times. And the guy that actually told me that was Eric Tillman. He told me that in his office at Taylor Field. He goes, it's all great that you call the guy that got the job. Why don't you call the guy that got fired? You ever do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, we're talking about life lessons. So it was wonderful that Nick did that. Nick is a unicorn in a lot of ways with the type of personality that he is. Good on him. But I didn't spend more than two seconds thinking about it. I was thinking, I was thinking about the betting line. Trevor Harris is on God's team. Cody Fajardo's on God's team. Nick, who's going to win? Who's God going to pick? Oh, no between Trevor Harris and Cody Fajardo. And I'm on God's team too, by the way. I'm not making a joke of it, but usually I go with God's guy if I'm making a wager. I mean, they're both God's guy. Yeah. Where did the time go? Uh, we know. still got a couple of minutes before we uh, step aside and bring in John Liu from TSN Montreal. I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah. We talked already in the sports update for Edo Japan. <laughs> Brown new partners of the RP show. about the Blue Jays going at it at Oakland tonight? The worst team in baseball. It's a good good matchup for the Blue Jays, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention Harold Ramirez and Randy Rosiena smacked two-run homers to spark a six-run fifth inning in the Tampa Bay Rays' 7-3 win against the Toronto Blue Jays Sunday. The mood around the home team already was somber Sunday as the Jays mourned the sudden passing of a 17-year-old Julia Budzinski, daughter of first-base coach Ken Budzinski, and that was up all it, from the opening of the broadcast with Jamie Campbell. And all I can say is condolences – to the Budzinski family, the Blue Jays overall, just it, does, it doesn't get worse. That's all I can say. Uh, 0.5 NHL free agency in draft. <laughs> Front cover, Calgary Sun today. Did you see it? You yes, must have seen it. I saw. Calgary Sun. What's it going to be, Johnny? They've had enough. And I'm sitting there going, Johnny Gaudreau going to free agency, what is it, July 13th, I think. NHL all-star forward of the Flames the flames have been great to us amazing to us i don't have any inside information whatsoever they've made their pitch to him they don't want him to get away i don't know what more to say about that <laughs> he didn't show up for much of the dallas series or can i say it in round one where's the big guns you know but that's up to the Flames and Johnny Gaudreau, how badly they want him back. But, to, but the sense that I got all weekend around here, talking to people in Calgary, was they're like, well, he hasn't signed yet, so clearly he doesn't want to come back. I'm like, well, I wouldn't say that. They just think he's going to Philly, his hometown team. I'm like, there's a lot of guys that don't want to go play for their home team or, you know, home province. Shea Weber uh, in with the Vancouver Canucks, Joe Sackett, Steven Stamkos, Drew Dowdy. There's a lot of guys. Don't just think because he hasn't signed yet doesn't mean he won't it would be bad business to not go see what he could get well and that's
3: probably it's a probably a valuation thing right i mean he could go home that's one thing but then value he had such a great regular season one of the best in the league and but can he sustain that coming off a down year right before that so the flames don't want to pay for one good year they want to kind of you know manage the expectations and say look at Based on recent history, you're probably not going to do that again, so we're not going to offer you max dollars. And Gaudreau's probably thinking somebody's going to overpay or at least pay for the year I
1: just had. He and, wants to be a top 10 paid player. And I think that's why the pundits are predicting that he would go to Philly. So they're riddled with anxiety whether Johnny's going to stay or not. But w- what I'm thinking is we walk by his vehicle. I won't say what it is, but every night we go to the saddle. and I'm like, Hey, Moose, there's Gaudreau's yeah. vehicle. Doesn't that not mean a lot that you have the best parking spot in the damn parking lot? It used to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Moose, I'll see you back here in an hour two. Sounds good. John Liu, TSN Montreal, joins us next. We are live from the Gray Eagle Resorting Casino Stage Bar as our 14th week of residency begins here today. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, it is Calgary's Entertainment. Destination, But we're heading to the beautiful Montreal now. TSN's John Lou joins us for a little NHL draft preview, the uh, NHL free agency preview, and probably a little CFL as well. Uh, John, you saw before the break, I talked about how excited they are in Calgary over free agency. Let me ask you about Montreal having the number one overall pick and hosting the draft this year. What's that town going through this week?
4: Uh, well, you know what, Rod? I get the sense that it's going to be a real party here this week considering that this has been two years in the making. It's been delayed for two years because of the pandemic. And so uh, the tickets for the draft were sold out in very short order. And so there are people from all over the continent, probably from all corners of the world, coming into Montreal this week to uh, uh, take part in the draft and uh, for the party. And considering how big the Canadians' fan base is and how far-reaching it's it's uh, it's it's arms are on a global basis. Yeah. People want to come here for uh, to, to witness what happens on Thursday night when they uh, when Kent Hughes or whoever announces the first overall pick first time since uh, since since Doug Wickenheiser back in the early 80s. So this is going to be a very momentous occasion, I think a very fun week. And the weather's supposed to be really good too, nice and warm and sunny John. from Wednesday all through the weekend.
1: I'm sorry you lost me at Doug Wickenheiser, my guy, the greatest Regina Pat ever. Of course, yeah, uh, well, We yeah. could go, ah, uh, we could go on all day about that. But hey, I got like I'm seeing the coverage of this. Nobody knows who the Habs are gonna take, and it's interesting. You know, there's a little there's a little drama around the number one overall pick, and they this regime they say keeps their cards very close to their vest. John, it's an entirely different regime from two years ago. What are they like to deal with for you? New coach, new GM uh, from you know the last time they were supposed to do this.
4: Well, you know what? Uh, Kent Hughes has been nothing but a consummate professional. And I mean, that's not to say that Mark Bergevin wasn't, but uh, two very different personalities. But Kent Hughes, uh, he's very transparent. He gives us in the media uh, very quality information and answers as much as he's capable of doing. Although having said that, uh, as we've gotten closer to this very crucial time of the year, uh, information has been a little bit... uh, uh, it's been kept more in the vault. And so, uh, actually, as soon as we've done this segment, I'm jumping into the car, heading off to the Broussard Practice Facility because Kent Hughes is talking at 2 o'clock Eastern to the media uh, draft preview. Um, don't anticipate getting much in the way of concrete information. The one thing that I'm really interested in is, like, have they actually made their decision? Because there's been so much debate, fierce debate, and actually vitriolic in some ways, back and forth over uh, – uh, within the fan base, within the media, about uh, should it be Shane Wright or should it be Uri Slefkoski? We're talking apples and oranges in terms of the type of player and experience and the capabilities their development has thus far in their amateur careers. And so uh, the Canadians could go one of two very different directions, but I don't anticipate that we're not going to know until until Thursday night, even though um, uh, Bob McKenzie, for instance, the, scults, the scouts that he... Uh, Uh, had polled for his draft special last week had uh, basically tilted the scale in favor of Slavkowski, Uh, whereas Craig Button, who just did our TSN uh, mock draft show uh, a little over an hour ago, uh, is still sticking with Shane Wright. So again, it's like it really depends on which path the Canadians want to shore up in terms of strength down the middle or getting a little bit bigger and skilled on the wing. Both are areas that they need to address. But which one is the greater greater priority? Which player do they see is uh, is holding more upside, more potential? And that's uh, in in either of those regards, we won't know until Thursday night. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. Forty eight more hours, no, seventy two more hours of speculation and debate, and uh, we shall see. I was gonna ask
1: you who the fans want, but basically, I'm getting from you that they're they're split on that, which probably shouldn't be a surprise.
4: Actually, the majority of the fans want Shane Wright. Uh, that's been the buzz right from the very beginning when the Canadians got, when they stumbled out of the blocks at uh, at the start of this, it was really a terrible season. It was heading for disaster of epic proportions, of historical proportions for the Canadians had they not made the coaching change and no disrespect to Dominic Ducharme, but it they needed to make that change. Um, and so really the... the, the the sense that I've gotten from the fan base right from the start is that they wanted Shane Wright. Um, although having said that, there is a segment that that sees great potential in your Ice Lewkowski. I just hope whoever gets chosen gets the prop the requisite amount of respect from the fans in attendance. That if it isn't their number one choice, hopefully there isn't there are there aren't any boos or or negative reactions, because that would just be really a classless gesture. So let's hope that they Keep it uh, you know, supportive for uh, whoever it is that's chosen at first overall because this is going to be a momentous occasion. But having said that, there's a great deal of pressure on Kent Hughes to, uh, to make an impact in the midterm and long term with this because this is going to be his legacy pick, his first draft choice, just like Alex Galchenyuk was for Mark Bergevin 10 years ago. And uh, people are always going to remember that here. Fans have very long memories here, and they're not uh, very prone to forgiving either if things don't go the way they like. Buddy,
1: let's go back 42 years when the Habs fans booed the Habs for drafting Doug Wickenheiser over Dennis Savard. I don't want to talk about it. Um, With the number one overall pick, you could go with a goalie. The Habs could go with a goalie, or do they need one? What's the latest on Carey Price, John? Do you have an update?
4: Well, it's in a holding pattern right now, Rod. Um, uh, Kerry went for an injection of PRP, platelet-rich plasma, a few weeks ago. And basically, they're just waiting for that to sit, take hold, take effect. But the fact is that there's no way for the Canadians and Price to determine to what extent he's going to be able to resume playing hockey at a high level until they get to training camp in the preseason or perhaps even the start of the regular season for him to actually be in live action adrenaline pumping uh having gone through his training regimen for the uh, in the off season getting ready for the season there's just no way of determining at this stage what he's going to be like come the fall and uh, so everybody's waiting price is waiting the team is waiting his teammates management the fan base everybody's waiting and uh You know, basically all we can do is, is, uh, um, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you have a vested interest in the Canadians, you're crossing your fingers and hoping that Carey Price will be able to resume playing at a level that is suitable, not just to what people's expectations are, but his own expectations, because he has said he's been on record uh, since he came back to action and speaking with the media said that he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be a burden. He wants to be able to play at a level that is acceptable acceptable to him. But what that exactly will be, we don't know. We got a slight glimpse of it when he came back near the end of the season in the handful of games that he did play. But having said that, he did feel the effects, the negative effects physically from having that long a layoff, from the rehab and then playing. And so there were a lot of ominous signs, and Terry Price has been very upfront about the uncertainty of his short-to-long-term future. And so... We won't get answers for a while yet. But uh, um, having said that, to sort of address your question about goalies, uh, Rod, uh, no, I, I don't get the sense that the Canadians are looking uh, to draft high um, as far as a, a goalie is concerned, even though they have 14 picks in this draft. They might pick up a prospect because they have so many draft choices this year. But uh, having said that, uh, they're they're looking at other areas of the club as priorities for what they're going to choose higher up.
1: I know you got to. I know you, you got to go. We only got thirty seconds. But is there a blossoming quarterback controversy with the Al's Trevor Harris and Vernon Adams, or is this a nice uh, tandem the rest of the way? Do you think?
4: In an ideal world, it's a nice tandem ride. But you know what? The 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 Alouettes are on a bye week. I think the number one question for everybody coming out of that bye is who is going to be getting the first team reps in their first practice on day one. We're all going to be watching for that, and whether that turns into a quarterback controversy, so to speak. Uh, <sighs> hard to say. It really depends on if somebody takes the reins and runs with it. You know, if somebody does, whether it's Vernon Adams or Trevor Harris, shows that he is able to sustain success, then you don't have a controversy because you have somebody that's, uh, that is taking the ball with run and running with it. But for now, we haven't seen uh, anything but uh, slightly inconsistent results.
1: John, uh, drive safe. Thanks for the time. Have a great week. We'll be watching closely.
4: My pleasure. Thanks, Rod. Take care
1: in Montreal's John Liu. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show live from the Gray Eagle Stage Bar on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: We are live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. It is is Taco Time viewer takeover. That's what we like to do here. And uh, by the way, coming up next hour, Ryan Leslie is going to be with us from Sportsnet Flames. He is the host of their telecast and Hockey Night in Canada. Ryan Leslie, hour two. But this is for you and me time. 902-518-3033. 902-518-3033. We are live from the stage bar. And I'm going to go to the text line. Uh, Larry Dye is watching in Medicine Hat. And he says, Matthew Shinetti did a wonderful Canada Day tribute to American players coming to Canada, starting with George Reed. Well done, TSN. Thank you, Larry. Uh, TSN's doing a lot of great things. They uh, honored my friends Len Antonini and Kelly Hamilton during the Saskatchewan-Montreal telecast on Saturday, TSN Really knows what they're doing. So too does Game Plus, of course, and Sportsnet. You get to this level, you'd like to think that they do know what they're doing. Jack Fulton in Alberta sending a, v- a photo, which, Clark, you probably don't have time to retrieve, but it's come to the 902 line. We were talking about Corey Chamberlain earlier, now of the Birmingham Stallions. And here's a photo Jack sends of himself with chame and I guess chame's two sons, while coaching with the Toronto Argonauts. So football world is small, but it's a good one. And uh, roaming and bouncing around Calgary here, I've run into Derek Dennis twice, offensive tackle of the Calgary Stampeders. Most recently this weekend at Chinook Center Mall, Moose was with me. With me. I turned to Dennis and said, you following me? And he got a real kick out of that. The Bone Crusher. Uh, I see a lot of folks uh, kicking around in the chat here about Nathan Rourke, and uh, you guys tell me, what are you guys talking about? I joined it late. They're talking about Nathan Rourke, what? That he didn't play much at Ohio? I don't know. Daniel Swanson writes in, says, uh, lemonade chugging contest won again by Badlands Chugs, a gallon of pink lemonade. For a new world record, you drank a gallon of lemonade in 24 seconds? As I say, how do you practice for that? Joey Chestnut again. I guess what? He won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island, New York, again. I'll tell you what. Forget about Joey Chestnut. I look at the second and third place. It's tiny little Asian... Females, I'm like, where are you putting this, these hot dogs? But I didn't watch it. There's just so much on the television. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Squirrel moment. Oh, we were talking about Corey Chamberlain, uh, defensive coordinator of the Birmingham Stallions. And I watched the championship last night because it was put right up in front of my face. It was on Fox, and I'm going through the program grid on the channels, and it's got USFL championship game. I'm like, i am got to watch it. I slept for two hours of it, but woke up just in time for the last three minutes, and it was amazing. And I knew the chain was there on that staff of the Stallions. And, hey, so their season's over. CFL is in week five. I like the year-round football. Uh, Hockey does year-round. If it's not just one league, at least we have games. Ryan Leslie of Sportsnet Flames next hour and more of you and us. We'll be right back after this break here on Game Plus TV, live from Greece.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.